Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Welcome to the Wokest. I'm Edgar Montplazier, and I am mad as hell. Our producer, Cody, sent me a video of a white kid mocking a Native American vet. Now, this kid with his Richie Rich prep school starter ass went out of his way to attack a defenseless vet who was doing nothing but exercising his First Amendment right. Now, that makes my blood boil. And I'm not talking about a spaghetti boil. Oh, no, I'm talking about a lava boil. That's the problem right there. Kids like him walk through the world like they're invincible. And where does that invincibility come from? Oh, white privilege. And you can get it at the nearest Kohl's if you're the right color. And what's that color? Actually, we have a new development. Uh, looks. Hold on, let me, just on Twitter. Yeah, just, can you uh, send it? Yeah, I'll just send it to you right now. Hold on, check your phone. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Hold on. Oh, hey. We got to start over. Welcome to The Wokest. I'm Edgar Montplazier, and I've had a lot to think on. Our producer Cody sent me a video of a white kid being scapegoated by a Native American, nay, by Native America. Now this child, with his Corey Matthews Catholic school sweet self, went out of his way to defuse a situation between his innocent peers and a blood-hungry brown person seeking revenge. Now that breaks my heart. I'm not talking about a spaghetti heart. Oh, no, I'm talking about my blood-pumping heart. That's the problem right there. Kids like him walk through this world on eggshells. And what are those eggshells? Frail egos waiting to pop off on these kids for the first mistake they ever made. And if you're looking for a pitchfork to— oh, Hold on. I uh, just got something else. Let me oh my God. see this, this thread right now. Oh, come on. Sorry, it just came in. First time, fuck that kid. Our producer Cody sent me a video of that white 
demon going out of his way to silence a Native American. Now this kid, with his Dennis the Menace, mommy pays for my school ass, went out of his way to antagonize and humiliate a brown person protesting peacefully. Now that makes my blood hot red, not spaghetti hot red. Now what, what, Cody, what? One more. I just what? got, this is, I think there's a last thing. Hold on. Jesus this fucking Christ. In. Sorry, I'll let me just check. Just read this Twitter thread, and then we can just re- we can cut all this. We can restart. Welcome to the Wokus. Fuck kids. Overall, stop having them. Why? Because they grow up to be shitty, racist, unreliable producers who can't send you the right video on time. Why am I being blamed for this? And how am I racist? Because you're part of the media and they're unreliable narrative, Cody. I'm only getting mad at you because you told me to get mad at what I got mad at. And what else am I going to do with 240 characters on Twitter? Tell me who to be mad at, Cody. Please, please tell me who I'm supposed to be mad at. Who am I supposed to dunk on? I want a sweet, fiery person to dunk on Cody tell me tell me that boy's been bad please tell me he's a bad boy Cody I need it yeah I mean he did what he did I think he's a shitty head he's a shitty kid and he's but he did go on 2020 and like sort of like half-ass apology wait what yeah he was like on TV like I think uh like a couple of weeks ago and he's like yeah I'm kind of <laughs> sorry but not really sorry <laughs> well why did you <laughs> Didn't you just say that? I mean, even if I think I didn't do something wrong completely, I still apologize. I mean, this kid sounds like a real piece of shit. And honestly, I'm upset I even wasted time thinking about him. In fact, I just realized that I used my platform to give visibility to this walking turd pile. I didn't even talk about the Native American. What was his name again? He was like a vet. Yeah, yeah. What was his name? That completely slipped my mind. It was, was like Nathan. Something. Oh, whatever. Stop talking when I'm talking, Cody. I think the big takeaway, even when I'm dunking on this kid, is he somehow becomes the face of everything. His face is everywhere. He has a media team behind him. He'll probably end up with his own podcast on iHeartRadio. I mean, I don't know. That just really fucks me up. That just gave me a lot to digest. I need to chill out. And make sure that I'm not overreacting. I need to chill out and make sure that I'm not highlighting the wrong person. That I'm actually, wait, what the fuck did Liam Neeson just say? Ooh, just start the show, Cody. And welcome back to The Wokest. I am here with our guest for today. Comedy great. Comedy legend. Comedy god. John Gabris. Uh, thank you. Yeah, uh, that was a little much, but uh, I'll take it. I feel good about that. I, I don't use those titles for the listeners. Just sure. like that's something you threw out there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I okay. would never, ever put something on you. Okay, but you did. You called me a comedy god, and that kind of makes me feel like you're setting me up for failure on your podcast. I'm so sorry. Is this even supposed to be funny? This podcast? <laughs> I hope that people are learning. Oh, okay. I, that's what I hope. That's the funniest thing that can happen is someone now, learning. Now, John, at the top of this, I want to give you the opportunity to speak to anyone that you might have used your white privilege on for today. Oh, shit. Just uh, think back through your Rolodex. Is there anyone who I used my white privilege on for today? Oh, yeah. In my Rolodex. Let me think. Yeah. I mean, for sure. I definitely, uh, I definitely will walk up to a bar 
and use my white privilege if the bartender's also white and be like, you know, hook me up. Come on. We don't have, let me cut these blacks and Hispanics. (laughs) (laughs) No, don't apologize. I want to say that I appreciate you being honest because it's something that I've seen and now I feel validated. It's like the white guy head. We have our own head nod and it involves gratuity. You know, we give each other the look like, Hey, I got you, you know, give me that, you know, let me have my IPA. When was the last time you did it? And was the drink worth it? Um, it was not too long ago and the drink was not worth it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to drink less these days, okay. you know, and especially beer. Cause I have, uh, a gluten allergy. I mm. think, you know, I have an undiagnosed gluten allergy. Wow. I have like a take three weeks off from gluten and I, th- I take a solid shit and I uh, realize that's my life. John, I don't want to overstep on you and I don't want to hurt your feelings at all, but I do think it's a little weird that you're taking on this disease that you don't actually suffer from. <laughs> Wait, okay. Uh, wait. I don't go around saying I have MLS because I don't have MLS. Major League Soccer? I. Which one am I thinking of? <laughs> You're either thinking of ALS or MS, which are two other diseases. <laughs> but if you have... I don't think that you, a white man, are coming onto my podcast to educate me. I don't think that's what's happening. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare to do that. It's 2019. It's time to sit down and listen to everyone, no matter how dumb they are. But if they are... <laughs> Uh, a minority, it's time to listen. There are no such thing as dumb minorities anymore. <laughs> it makes sense that you say that because I made that joke earlier when I was watching TV and it was like, MLS is back. And I was like, that's funny. And that's a weird thing to say. And no one else laughed. <laughs> And, and now, now you know because it's soccer is back. Because it's just soccer is back. They weren't talking about a disease. <laughs> but let's, if we wanted to get real, MLS could be a disease soon enough and it could be a major issue. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So like you're, you, maybe you're just on the cutting edge. I usually am. Yeah. Oh, so I hear. So John, if you log on to Twitter, you're bound to run into some bad takes. Actually, 90% of this site is bad takes. The other 10% are leaked nudes. We wanted to take this time to hopefully fix some of these takes, but we also don't want to erase any of the original author's contributions. So in this segment, update this take. I'm going to read a bad take tweet to you, and I want you, using all of the original words, to update that take into a good take. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We're using all their original words? That's correct. So if you need to look at it, you can look at it, but I want you to rearrange the words somehow to make it a good take. Yeah, this is is setting me up for success. Can't wait. (laughs) This one is from Charlie Kirk. If Jesse Smollier wanted to be a victim of a hate crime so bad, why didn't he just put on a MAGA hat? Interesting. So you can go ahead and look at it and think of how you would rearrange it to be a good take. If <laughs> if a MAGA hat wanted to be a victim so bad, why didn't he just put on a hate crime? <laughs> Am I right? Oh, did I not say Jussie's name? You did not use Jussie Smollett, so I don't know if you updated. Then I'll let me update it with dash Jussie Smollett, as if attributing the quote to him. (laughs) Charlie Charlie Kirk is quoting Jussie Smollett saying, if a MAGA hat wants to be a hate crime, why Mm. don't... Yeah, you got it. I understand. (laughs) I don't know if you updated the take, but I do understand. Um, I I haven't uh, seen Charlie Kirk in a while. Uh, This is from uh, D.L. Hughley. If R. Kelly was a Catholic priest instead of just a regular pedophile, he wouldn't be indicted right now. Hashtag Team D.L. (laughs) 
A regular pedophile. <laughs> what, <laughs> what? Team DL, him, his own team? He has too? his own team. <laughs> and is he putting R. Kelly on the team or Catholic Priest? I think, he, yeah, it's a full roster right now with right. both Catholic Priest and R. Kelly. If Team DL was a Catholic priest instead of just a regular profile, he wouldn't be indicted right now. Hashtag R. Kelly. <laughs> Does that work? I think that I do think somehow you were able to update that take. You know, we don't always need to weigh in on like to be remotely pro a pedophile is an insane stance to take in like. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just don't understand what he was expecting to gain from that. Yeah, no, I don't know if he turned the tides in the Catholic Church, right? Let's DL Hewley's having a meeting at the fucking Vatican after this. Mm -hmm. Do you say the G in his last name? Are you supposed to say the G? That was white privilege of me. I just assume that it's Hewley, like Hugh Laurie, a white it's guy. It's Hughley. Hughley. See? Did you ever watch the Hughleys growing up? I did, yeah. I okay. guess I just never heard it pronounced correctly. <laughs> you just closed your ears every time they did the theme song and yeah. where they say their name over and over again? Skip intro, bro. <laughs> Back on, back on UPN. Back in the 90s, yeah, on UPN. <laughs> All right. Uh, walls, aren't walls aren't immoral. Allowing illegals to ravage our country is from Tommy Lauren. Ooh, okay. It's your last one. She's so fucking hot. <laughs> walls aren't immoral. Allowing illegals to ravage our country is. Okay. Um, okay. L illegals aren't immoral. Allowing walls to country our ravages. <laughs> it's insane that you could have done it well. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and you chose not to. <laughs> well, I don't know. You set up a game where you're like, hey, read this and switch two words for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm just trying to play along. <laughs> well, I, uh, I've i never read before. Oh, is this your first time? Because you're killing it. Thank you. You're doing very well. I want to talk about something that you said, and I don't want to hurt your feelings at all again even though it's 2019 and maybe i should stop considering your feelings but you said tommy laren was hot yeah that was sort of me being facetious it was boiling a woman down to just whether Do you think i don't know what facetious is no i don't think you said it the same way i did but that doesn't you mean don't that. think i know what fajitas is <laughs> i know what fajitas are <laughs> they come out sizzling baby but uh what i i was kind of just you know when a, when a woman is presented to me, I, I have a binary thing of whether or not. I, it's like the way I categorize women is whether I find them attractive or not. There's no other way for me to delineate between the two of them. Wow. So, yeah. So, for me, no. It's just like. No, I just. To be honest, in that moment, I thought calling Tommy Loren hot would be funny because she's a disgusting person inside. But there are definitely people who listen to her exclusively because she's attractive. I got to say. The fact that you just explained that to me and just opened up like that was fucking cool, dude. <laughs> Thanks, man. Dude, that was fucking dope, dude. Yeah, I felt pretty cool when I opened up. Like, you're right. We do just sit there and look at women in this binary. Well, I do it with dudes now, too, because it's 2019. I'm Am not... I hot? Yeah. Objectively an attractive man. Thank you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I guess I'm not upset at you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty dope, dude. <laughs> I've come completely around. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, you said earlier that you haven't seen Charlie Kirk in a while. Was that someone that you would see regularly and where? <laughs> no, I, uh, again, I was being Fajitas because it, uh, it just, that seems like the worst person to run into. As a matter of fact, the other day on the street, I thought 
I saw that Jacob Wall dude. That, oh yes, that uh, I just left. A he lives in yeah. He lives in Los Angeles. I thought. I swear to God, I thought I saw him on Beverly Boulevard, and I almost just shoved him. <laughs> and I didn't know if it was if I had known it was definitely him. It looked just like him, but so many little twerpy white guys with the fucking uh, that, that fashy cut. haircut. Mm-hmm. And but if it was if it would have been him, if I would have gotten confirmation that it was him, I would have shoved him like it was a fucking junior high hallway. Who's someone that you think looks good with that haircut? Um, Brad Pitt in the film Fury. Mm. Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah. I mean, Brad, Brad Pitt is, you know, yeah. there's your sentence there. Yeah. Who else? Who else has that haircut? Uh, Not Gordon Hayward. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> He's a basketball player on the Boston Celtics. Oh, okay. White dude? Yes. Oh, plays he's basketball? Actually, and he's notoriously alt-right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what a fucking guy to have on in the locker room. On a mostly black <laughs> I team. I know. It's like <laughs> having him in the locker room, everyone's like, get this fucking guy out yeah. here. <laughs> and he's still the team's favorite player. Is he? I mean, he's he- a white guy in Boston. Oh, right. That'll make sense. Yeah, there was a moment in my childhood growing up where I'd be like, I realized like my dad's five favorite football players were all like white guys that were like pretty good. <laughs> it was like, he plays with heart. <laughs> and I was like, dad, wait a minute. You sh-. like, I, uh, it was a big uh, controversy when I chose Dave Winfield over Don Mattingly as my favorite baseball player as a child. And that who, was co- who are your five favorite football players right now? Oh, my five favorite football players right now. God damn. That's a tough choice. <laughs> Here, all we need you to do to be on the Wokus is prepare an entire uh, spiel, and then we're going to ask you fucking elaborate <laughs> questions about other stuff. Okay, so five current favorite football players. I got to say, uh, I'm a big fan of Saquon um, as a Giants fan. So uh, I love watching Saquon play. Um, I'm like, who else do I even give a shit about? <laughs> you know, this was the first year that the NFL wasn't a major part of my fall. I just think, I don't believe you that you're only favorite football player is a black man and that there's not any other white men on that list. I'm sure there's a white man on that list, but like, do you like Eli Manning as a giants fan? Yeah. I like Eli Manning the way most giants fans do where it's like, he's fine. I just get, let's get somebody else in there. Did you know that I was also from New York? Uh, no, I didn't know that. Where are you from? I was born in Harlem and raised in Yonkers. Oh shit, Y.O., son. Are you from the Y.O. as well? <laughs> no, I'm from Long. I'm from right about here, bro. Oh, okay, Long Island. Okay, yeah. but my wife's from Westchester. So oh, I nice. know it. And I went to school in Poughkeepsie, so I lived. Uh, oh, you, know, you went to school in Poughkeepsie? Yeah. Where'd you go? Marist College. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Nice Catholic nice. liberal arts school. Smart yeah. move on my part. Okay. <laughs> I fit in perfectly. Hey, I love that. Uh, yeah, I love that. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, uh, well, are you a Giants fan? I am a Giants fan. Oh. Uh, bad year huh yeah very bad year (laughs) but Saquon was the highlight but I I, oh wait wait you can't I didn't watch football this year oh yeah Cody can we get all that I didn't watch football this year did you watch football this year I truly and it's not because of some sort of like woke thing I had a hard time I mean I mean I guess maybe it was part of that but I, I truly had a hard time getting excited about football this year but dude I mean when OBJ comes back though dude like he, I mean I, I was watching this highlight reel yesterday and his his hands like the way he catches it's like it's unreal yeah <laughs> it's so fun <laughs> it's so rare that a, someone on the Giants is exciting and now yeah, we have two exciting. we have two yeah because you have him you have Saquon and like <laughs> what the fuck but are you doing d- Edgar fuck are you doing i did not watch football this year okay if you did watch football i don't think anyone's gonna take away your woke card it's okay to watch football no i I watched i watched every game this year but i had i was on a knee in my living room the entire time my current woke (laughs) card is in review right now oh shit because i said is green book that bad and someone heard it and reported me to the woke committee 
So I have yeah, to you saw careful. Green Book three times, but you haven't caught Beale Street yet, right? I mean, this the lines were so long every time I went to go watch it. People were lining up to watch if Beale Street could talk. When we return, we'll talk to John Gabris about something that he is passionate about. And we're back with comedy god, comedy <laughs> savior, comedy messiah, John Gabris. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm here to save comedy. I find a white straight male in 2019 is going to save comedy. You're the Ryan Gosling to our jazz. Oh, I, ho- I sure hope so. That, that was my plan. <laughs> I'm going to bring black comedy mainstream. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I'm not laughing. I want everyone who's listening to know that I did not laugh at what John just said. Is John short for anything? Jonathan. Yes. Really? Yes. Uh, You're but, named after the biblical character. Uh, yeah. Do you have a friend named David? I have. Uh, yeah, of course. I'm a white guy who's in his late 30s. I have like exclusively Dave's, Dan's, John's, and Mike's in my life. Nice. As of, um, yeah, Jonathan is. So you don't have any Jamal's? I, I Well, I always like to joke that. Uh, when I grew up in an uh, all black and Hispanic town mm-hmm. and I was the minority for up until like seventh grade, then I moved to a white, uh, like a mostly white school and thank God. And uh, it was crazy that I had two Tahirs in my elementary school <laughs> and then five Jonathans once I went to the all white school. <laughs> I had a very similar experience. I lived in New York and I went to an all black school and then I moved to Southern Texas and I was the first black person most people had ever seen in their lives. Yikes. That's wild. Oh, man. So they have a very messed up idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they think that all black people really like Star Wars. (laughs) The the South Texas stereotypes about black people have been single-handedly ruined by Edgar. (laughs) I don't enjoy you laughing at my trauma, John. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sharing in your trauma. I think that's why I'm able to laugh because I'm an empath. But Who, I, are you? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can feel empathy towards other people. I get it. You know. When was the last time you felt empathetic? <laughs> when did I feel? That's a good question. Uh, I was watching a video of someone uh, who was about to like he was like bouncing on a diving board, and mm-hmm. I knew he was going to fall. And I felt like empathy towards him. I Did felt, you laugh when he fell? I, I actually shut it off before he fell because I can't watch people fall anymore. You or, don't like or, fail videos. Or gym fail videos. Mm-hmm. It has to be a funny fall. It can't look like it hurts. Yeah. When someone hits their... I, I was a lifeguard for a, a long time in my childhood uh, and adulthood. And the idea of just seeing someone hit their chin on a, something stresses me out so much. Like I, if someone's on the diving board, I just see that happening. Yes. Um, like in the film Shakespeare in love, Ben Affleck is walking backwards and off the stage and hits his chin. And that shit has fucked me up since I saw Shakespeare in love. I've never seen that movie. Oh, okay. Because I don't like Harvey Weinstein. Oh, that's fair. I saw it. I haven't seen it recently until I never saw it until Harvey You're Weinstein got in trouble. You're very hard right now. Well, John. yeah. Well, I'm actually diving in deeper. Uh, I I didn't see it until Weinstein got in trouble, and then okay. I was like, "All right, before we judge this guy, let's check his oeuvre." And I watched everything, and I was like, "Hey, uh, Quentin Tarantino seems like." A pretty solid guy, too. <laughs> John, you text me after, and you let me know if we, if you want me to remove this, just so that everyone knows that if it's still here, you chose for it to still be here. Leave it in. Leave it in. I say give, give Weinstein a chance. <laughs> now, John, we usually have people come in and talk about something that they're very, very passionate about. And what you pitched to me was very interesting. I believe it was that you think every high schooler should be required to do 
an extended amount of civil service. Correct. Sort of like how the uh, is Israeli people have to join the army. Mm-hmm. I think everyone in America should have to join a, a civil service. Mm-hmm. And I think we should specifically de- design the civil service for high school graduates pre-college. Mm. So it could be two to three years, whatever. And you... They send you to different cities in America mm-hmm. and you do different jobs that are needed, whether it's like you go to Wyoming and you're a mailman or you go to South Carolina and you're a, uh, you know, you, and I think every, I think the job should be in a couple of different categories and maybe you get a chance. I think also as part of my plan in the two to three years, you go to a couple of different cities and do a couple of different things and you should have something a job that is customer service in some way where you're face to face with someone, a job that's in service or retail Mm -hmm. so that, uh, that, and then another job that is physical in some capacity. I understand that not everyone has the same physical capabilities, but whether it's walking or stuffing envelopes or something that's menial, but that gets people making money that gets people living in other, uh, cities and meeting other people and, uh, seeing other perspectives. Of course. But most importantly, I don't think when you're, you graduate co- high school when you're 18 if if you're if you're smooth sailing. Then you go to college for 4 years. You have to decide where you're going to college your junior year. When I was 17 years old, I didn't give a fuck about college. I couldn't yeah. even give a fuck about high school, so why would I care about something? So I let my mom just pick where I went. Mm. And it's all because I was 17 years old and I you didn't even know like what, you didn't have any agency. Yeah, and I didn't even know what I wanted. Mm. And I had no idea like I was just like, sure, whatever. I'll just go to that college. I don't want to deal with visiting colleges and reading pamphlets mm-hmm. cuz I didn't even know what I wanted to be when I grew up at that point. I thought I was going to be an FBI agent, to be honest. And then I'm like, I wish everyone should get to travel or get to do something before they choose their college. Did you want to be an FBI agent because you like killing civil rights leaders? Uh, I think that was the CIA that was set up for uh, uh, MLK, but that doesn't mean the FBI is doesn't have I'm blood so, on their hands. Do you think I don't know who killed Martin Luther King Jr.? I, I like mean, I don't you know dream the name? about it every night. You know the person, and you're not sharing that. <laughs> Holy <Okay>. shit! <laughs> so I want to I want to go don't ahead move and fast <laughs> this. You got names, Edgar. <laughs> Sometimes the truth is harder. Oh, interesting. I wanted to be an FBI agent. I because, learned about that from the season finale of True Detective on Sunday night. Oh, shit. That show was awesome. Mm-hmm. I think Mahershala won for Green Book because of True Detective season I also three. think that's true. <laughs> he's so fucking good in everything yeah. that he's even good in Green Book. Like when Melissa McCarthy won for Mike and Molly, when everyone was just like, no, we saw Bridesmaids. This show is truly terrible, but <laughs> exactly, we saw Bridesmaids. Exactly. So I want to talk about your... Uh, uh, your thing in theory. So sure. let's go ahead and we'll pick a school. So let's say mm, Compton High. Cool? Copy. So we're going to Compton High. These kids just worked Sorry, hard. I call it Bompton. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that you were a blood. Leave that in. Suru baby. <laughs> yeah, I will text you. And then if, if it's left in, again, know that John Gabriel's picked for it to be left in. So we're going to Compton High. These kids just worked very hard and they like and all this. So then you're rounding them up. And you're telling them that you're going to send them. Well, okay, so like, well, how many? How many do you want to round up? <laughs> how many do I want to round up? I feel like the phrasing of that is setting me up to be some sort of. <laughs> I don't know what you're. Just ride with me on this. How many do you want to round up? Um, are all of the seniors? I think all the seniors who graduate. Uh, are, so the oldest, most educated. You're taking them. Okay, uh-huh. they're probably the most physically strong in that area as well because they're <laughs> 18. Great. So we're rounding them up. And then where are you we just, taking You them? just made like four wild presumptions <laughs> that I think if I made, I would be getting roasted for. <laughs> I'm just using the words that you told me. So then oh, we're rounding them up. It's okay. nice to see black privilege every once in a while. <laughs> 
if that stays in, know that John and John Gabriel texted me this one and said, keep that in for I'm sure. I'm texting you right now. It's like, do not, li- do not edit this out. So then, uh, where are we taking them? So, uh, we take them, uh, around the U S into cities that need it, that oh. are different from where they're so from. So then they're going to go to each city and then you're going to say, Hey, here are the skilled people that I have. And then people will come and say, Oh, I think I could use that one for no. yeah, you're this. Short- I could use. And then, and then perhaps maybe they could like, you know, be like, well, let's see what they should see what these kids could do. Right. So perhaps these kids showcase their skills. Well, I don't think you'll be able to just like look in their mouths and feel their leg muscles and stuff. No, I know what you're fucking trying to paint me into a slavery corner here. John, I am not trying to paint you into anything. I am simply talking about your idea in practice. What I, what my idea in practice is to, first of all, I want diaspora for everyone in uh in america so we can see the rest of the country and also let's get a bunch of young interesting hipster educated people from cities out in wyoming let's i would fucking love if we could build a a like hipster coffee shop a record store and a comic book shop in the middle of south dakota and move a bunch of hipsters there and fucking flip the state i understand that because i i it is about exposure at the end of the day, right? right? And a lot of these people, it's something that we don't talk about is that they don't understand us because they don't know us at all. Right. And I think, and like something that I think has made me a, a more well-rounded person in my life is having uh, had a bunch of jobs of, of all different ilk and worked with all different types of people. And then also traveling the country and the world a lot has introduced me to a ton of, and, and in my f- current field, I work with different people from every, every week. And I think that's something that's made me a better person overall. And I want to get that for everyone else. But I also want to give an 18 year old opportunity for agency to maybe if their home situation isn't great or their city where they live is for, you you know, uh, young uh, gay people, young LGBT people, young uh, minorities of different ilks, they to get out of their city, get out of their situation and see something new and also introduce themselves to some to new people, too. Right. Like, uh, imagine six members of the Com- of the Compton senior class all end up working in Oregon. So one guy is a mailman one, and they just get to see a different part of the world. Then uh, for their second year of their program, they're, they're in South Texas showing sure people Star Wars. The six kids from Compton would be very excited to work in a state where in their constitution it says we are a white supremacist state. Jeez, but there's legal <laughs> weed. <laughs> So let's uh, let's try it a little bit. Let's just try it a little bit. I'm going to be someone who lives in Wyoming. Okay. And you are a young man who is opening up a record store there. Okay, fair enough. This is what I think a Wyoming accent sounds like. Who? What's this door open to? Ding, ding, ding. Hello, store. Am I allowed to say you're being racist right now? I know, I, it's not like a f- an argument I could win, but I feel like is that technically I, all right? I fine, hold on. All right, accent. fine. Then I'll and I'll be the guy who's opening the record store. <laughs> Hi, son. Listen up, motherfucker. <laughs> John, I want right, to understand me back, why me you made the choice that you made. <laughs> let me back off that character a little. Where? Bit. What do you think? Oh, I. This is on me. Oh my god, I did this. You think that you're a high schooler from Compton High. 
I thought, yeah, I thought maybe to contrast the two the two types of like the Wyoming, you were going a full Wyoming stereotype. Mm-hmm. So I thought to go with a full Compton High stereotype. Actually, I went to go with a full uh, Samuel Jackson. <laughs> wow, this kind of opened my eyes and made me realize that sometimes when I'm making fun of myself, I give others the avenue to make fun of me. Oh, if this is still in. Then Edgar fucked me because I texted him now to cut this part out. <laughs> if this starts with just the sound up of me saying, what's up, motherfucker? <laughs> then I know Edgar's trying to send me up the river, dude. <laughs> when we return, we'll discuss a little bit more with John Gabris. Back with John Gabris. Uh, John, I do think that there is some merit to your idea. I do want you to know that. Oh, thank you. I just think perhaps we need to consider where we're sending people and who we're sending. But I do think Jacob Wall would be different if he spent life as a mailman. Yeah, and I think also if it was like uh, the Israeli army where even kids of millionaires and billionaires had to go do this same shit. Yes. Um, obviously, the military is also a choice if you don't want to do any of, of this. Like, uh, uh, And then think about it. They're helping the country. They're meeting new people. They're seeing new places. And then whatever. After three years, you go back and just lay in your parents' house and collect money off of their estate tax or whatever. I think if I was a trans teenager, nothing would make me more excited than knowing I was going to be working in Kansas. But but I th- <laughs> that sounds terrible that when you say that uh, I guess that's me stereotyping Kansas in a way, um, but yeah you know that sounds uh, absolutely awful. But what about a trans kid from Kansas gets to go live somewhere else too? That is a very good point. That yeah, because there are trans kids that live in Kansas. One hundred percent. That'll be the hard thing to figure out. I think that'll be the big logic thing of like where do we send people or are people given options because maybe they want to stay within an area to be close to their family or something yeah, like that. Of course. But I think I think there's a version of this that could really help people and also. Making money when you're 18, like True. first, and then you can really decide, or, or ma- who knows, maybe when you're working in a, a mail company or a telemarketing company, you get a taste for something else, and you're like, fuck, maybe I like marketing. Maybe I'll study marketing in college. You know, something that inspires us to like want to learn. When you're, I'm going from high school to college, I picked the, like the easiest major. I was a biology major because I thought I was going to be an FBI agent. And then when I decided not to do that, I just was like, what would be the easiest major? Mm. And I switched to radio, TV, film. <laughs> Radio, that's how old I am. Radio is a major. It's still a major at UT Austin. I also picked that major. Hook'em horns. I didn't end up going there. My parents wouldn't let me. <laughs> but you did pick that major I from there? I did pick that major from there in my application. John, thanks to social media, bad people have been getting called out for doing bad things. Oh, but shit. also, This is what social- I was afraid of. <laughs> you have old tweets of mine printed up? <laughs> well, we did, but the printer was broken. So oh, thank God. <laughs> we couldn't bring any of them. But also due to social media, we have also seen these bad people's apologies. And there no and there's no way around it. Most are bad. It would be easy to sit here and complain about these awful apologies. But I figured you and I are both very intelligent people. What if we did on this episode right now a quick workshop on how to properly, effectively, and respectfully apologize? So first Let's just list between you and I a few things we think an apology should include. It should have the words sorry in it early. Yeah, very early on top. Yeah. And it should have no 
it had it should have no inference as to what the other party is thinking. Mm. Like that shit of like, uh, I'm sorry, you were yes. blah blah. Yeah, yes. and then it should not feature the uh, words "nobody's perfect." Mm, I, I agree. I also think that because nobody is perfect, but that doesn't mean we all jerk off in front of people against exactly. their will. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think you should be like I'm flawed because it sounds like a lot of times you're. Uh, passing the buck on to someone else. I also think that you should perhaps exemplify how what you said could have hurt someone. Yes. That makes sense. I like that. Yeah. G- give me give me an example. Like if that. you're just like like seeing the error of your ways in yeah, a way. It's like I understand yeah. now that standing in front of a door when someone's trying to leave yeah. while masturbating could make them feel uncomfortable and yes. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like cuz I think it's like you're recognizing cuz I think sometimes you say sorry and you're not recognizing how you hurt the person. Yeah, you're more apologizing for being in trouble. Exactly. Uh, trust me as a married man, I know all about uh, I know I know all about heartfelt apologies. Well, great. Uh, I because I think that right now we're just talking about this in theory, right? But I think it would be so much more powerful if we showed people how to do this by just doing it. So right now in this bowl, there are a bunch of random things that you could have done. <laughs> and and I just want you to pick one. And, and then using the tools that we said, you're going to apologize. All right. Copy that. So what does it say on your well, paper? I'm sorry. It says on my paper, you told a group of black strangers your movies would win Oscars if they were good. <laughs> so using what you said, which is a, a very early sorry, uh, no inference into what the other group was thinking, uh, <laughs> explaining how you understand what was said could have hurt the person. Sure. I'm, I'm sorry. I was sharing my unwanted opinion uh, and actually a, a pretty terrible opinion too. So I'd like to apologize to the group of black strangers, <laughs> which I think is a hip hop collective. Uh, the black strangers. I think you might have to apologize for that <laughs> yeah, okay. as well. I, well, see, I think one of the things about apologies <laughs> is that you should set yourself up for a future apology. <laughs> Because then they got to have you back. Now you're yeah. still in the light. Now you're still in the light. You're coming back. <laughs> you told a group of black strangers your movies would win Oscars if they were good. So I would like to apologize formally because I understand how me saying your movies, the fact that I'm even saying your movies delineates that um, black people have their own movies and white people have their own movies. Like mm-hmm. I enjoyed how high and yeah. the wash yeah you know like uh movies are for everyone uh you saw green book in the theater three times and bought rose only every- because the line was so much shorter than the line for if beale street could talk <laughs> um so even and then uh would win oscars and that that's i should apologize for that too because uh all movies that are good should win Oscars and some movies, whether they are uh, labeled as black people movies or white people movies or dumb people movies or smart people movies. Um, anything should be able to win an Oscar if it's the best picture or the best screenplay or whatever. So in that I'm also incorrect. And then I again would like to apologize for even being in the situation where I'm talking to a group of black strangers and I'm swinging wildly with some opinions out of the left. I love this apology so much, but I want to update it now. It is revealed that these black strangers are Barry Jenkins, Spike Lee, uh, (laughs) Ava DuVernay, (laughs) Jordan Peele, uh, and you said that to them. (laughs) So let's try it from the top, but that's who you were talking Uh, to. Okay. (laughs) Um, 
Really wish, uh, <laughs> you guys, I'm sorry that uh, I couldn't read your name tags, Mr. Jenkins, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Lee, Ms. Uh, I can't even say Duvernay. 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 Uh, um, I'd like to apologize. Uh, at least now, I'd like to remove my apology of saying your movies because now I wasn't being like saying these are black movies. They literally are your films as the directors of them. So technically I was right about that part. <laughs> I don't know if you want to be grandstanding right now, Gabrus. <laughs> but I would say, I would like to apologize for even saying would win Oscars because Mr. Jenkins, you are an Oscar. Uh, your film did win an Oscar. Mm -hmm. So for that, I'd like to apologize. And uh, um, again, I don't know... I can't believe I blew this situation when I'm surrounded by four wildly powerful Hollywood directors and I happen to <laughs> assume you are black strangers and I just come swinging wildly with your movies would be good. Also, I can kind of eyeball some of the other uh, things in the ball and they all say this. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I, I'm pretty sure. I hope that Cody didn't just throw them in the bowl and not fold them. <laughs> he 100% did. <laughs> he didn't even attempt to fold them. He just threw them in the bowl. <laughs> so that Wait, if this is still in, it's because Zig decided not to edit yeah, it Yeah, he decided not to, uh, Take the heat. to protect himself. Yeah, <laughs> from the fact that he didn't hide. The very fundamental part of this bit. <laughs> the, the, a, a major part A major part of this for me is I'm going to learn to stop just going up to groups of black strangers and saying shit like, yo, have you heard J. Cole's new single, Middle Child? Or like... Do you do that yeah. in honest? <laughs> I, I always go up to a group of black strangers and <laughs> tell them what I like or dislike about uh, black pop culture. Is that wrong? Uh, it's only wrong if it's unwanted, which it always is. Yeah. Am I allowed to say Wakanda forever to people on the street? <laughs> <laughs> there's so much I'm letting you slide away because you're such an affable person uh, <laughs> oh, I trust me that's been my lifelong story <laughs> I one time said in front of a mutual friend and oh, and I went into this place and it was a, a wing place and mm -hmm. uh, I was like I was in Hot Wing Cafe it was all black people and I was so hyped because I knew it was going to be good <laughs> and then our mutual friend Ego was like, "Excuse me," <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, is not race? Isn't racist if I'm being positive?" <laughs> and it turns out it is. It is, yeah, 100. <laughs> yeah. percent Hey, no we all learn, it. we all grow. That was the old me. I don't do that shit anymore. That was last week, Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm new now. <laughs> Jordan and Barry and Ava humbled me. <laughs> uh, when I was like, "Spike, can you autograph my copy of Mississippi Masala?" <laughs> Too far because none, no one in his audience knows what the hell you're talking about. I'm way too old. Yeah, no one's like, what? What is that? They're also like, Spike Lee, don't you mean Spike Jones? Oh, snap. Neither of them are actually named Spike. I, I bet. <laughs> That's completely reasonable. John. Edgar. What is something that you learned today that you hope to apply to your real life? Uh, I, I learned that um, I'm not even aware when I'm enacting my white privilege. Mm. I'm often enacting or benefiting from it. It's as if white privilege is a current in the stream of society that sometimes you don't even realize you're in. Mm. Sometimes you're using it to your advantage and sometimes you don't even, you're assuming that you're swimming just as hard as everyone else. But mm. in reality, you're caught in that and you're cruising. And I'd like to, uh, that's something I learned about myself today. And thank you, Edgar. Well, I did my job. So win for me again. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where can people find you? Uh, <laughs> I'm on uh, all social medias as at Gabris, and you can check out my podcast, High and Mighty Action Boys, or Raised by TV, right here on Stitcher Premium. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I've known you for a few years now. and You haven't been on any of those. My inbox is dry. <laughs> hey, Siri, remind me <laughs> to get Edgar's contact info from Zig. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on. Please, thank you for having me here. I look forward to seeing how this ruins my career. Are you excited? Let's get excited. Don't try to fight it. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because. Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.